Hello, everybody. This is Noah and John, and we are from Urban Digs. And Johnny, we're going to be talking Manhattan today. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we got Ben Dixon here of the Mackay Dixon team from Elliman. Going, we're going right, we're going right to the top right here just to get insights. I mean, this is this market shifting? Is it shifting? Was it shifting hard? Is it what's happening? Is sentiment changing? All yeah. these questions, yeah. Johnny. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, sorry, sorry, Ben. I just want to continue the introduction because I want people to know uh, how special as a guest you are. You've got a background, not only in real estate, but you also have a deep background in finance as well. So you're seeing, you're seeing multiple sides uh, of the picture. So we're looking forward to your insights and opinions today. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get right into it, uh, Ben. Uh, first, uh, what we like to do here is we like to start high level with the market just to get all these uh, different interviewees perspective on the current market. So please tell me what's going on with the market today and are you sensing anything a change? Yes. You know, so when we think about the market, we think about supply and demand. We go back to the old adage. And right now, the real feeling we have is on the supply side, we have enough homes to sell, but not too many. Uh, and we definitely have a lot of good buyer demand uh, but we are certainly have to acknowledge that we are experiencing some headwinds at the moment. Uh, I'm sure you've been having people asking about inflation, asking about interest rates. You know, there are a whole litany of things going on in the world right now that might make buyers feel uncertain. So are we transitioning? Yes. I think when we talked about a year ago, we were coming out of a clear buyer's market, kind of thought we were moving into a seller's market, which we did move into. Now the question is, are we coming back out of, the, out, of, out of that again and where might we land? Yeah, that's interesting stuff. And I, if I could follow up on that, you know, I, I think you mentioned that you, on the demand side, let's focus there for a second, headwinds. And, and I'm curious when you're working with buyers, and of course, every, every market is its own, you know, every building is its own market, every neighborhood is its own sub-market, but just generally buyers, what's, What's the sentiment right now for buyers and, and what is the sentiment like for sellers? I mean, are they, are they seeing it, you know, is it hot or not? How, how are they viewing this market? Yeah, I would say, you know, if we were having this discussion just two months ago, uh, it was hot. Um, sellers were feeling very bullish. Buyers had a lot of fire under them. You know, we had a lot of talk about rising interest rates, which had the effect of lighting a fire under those buyers. They wanted to feverishly get contracts signed lock in those low rates for the next seven, 10 or 30 years. And inflation was being talked about, but I don't really think many buyers think about that so much. What they probably really think about is, uh, you know, interest rates going up and their co monthly costs going up because of inflation going up. Um, on the seller side, I would say that real bullish seller needs to be just a little more careful right now um, and acknowledge these headwinds and not really be reaching for the stars on price. If something's priced right right now, it, it should still be moving. It may not just move quite as fast as it was going to move uh, back in March or early April. Yeah, and, and I'm just curious, um, it, it, just for buyers, before I get into the next question, um, are, are buyers telling you right now, do, do you sense any difference in fear because of the rates specifically? Or is it a mixed bag amongst your clients? I'm just curious, is, is this something that you're hearing every buyer tell you? Right. Yeah, so the discussion is happening with almost every buyer. I definitely have buyers that are just, you know, plowing right on through. Those buyers are probably aware that interest rates are going to continue to go up further. So while they may not have timed that interest rate market perfectly by locking something in a couple of months ago, they know yeah. that they're going to feel good about their current lock than if they wait another three to six months. 
Yeah, and I ask because I'm wondering how inflation is going to uh, ultimately affect home prices. You know, and I right. mean, I know you think you think inflation, you think housing is a hedge. You know, that's kind of how it works. But you know, when you're in the in the game and you're playing it, there's there's kind of seasonality. There's little cycles, and and let's just look at what we did. We kind of, I mean, Q1 was seemed like the kind of peak of activity when we look back at it now. Right. Um, yeah. So, what do you see? Inflation, home prices, where we are in the cycle, et cetera. Yeah, I think uh, we definitely saw a ton of volume going through during Q1, right? That was partly the threat of rising interest rates, partly just the season. And now what I would say is we're seeing buyers take a collective deep breath uh, and recalibrating. How much home can I afford now? How much home do I want to afford? Is my down payment as big as it used to be? Uh, when they think about inflation, though, and when agents and their buyers think about inflation, you know, inflation means that housing prices are going to go up, everyday needs are going to go up, interest rates are going to go up, whether those are real or nominal, depends on how much inflation. And we've really gotten into an area of not having to think about it for a long time. But inflation recently hit 7.9%. That's the highest it's been since 1982, when if anybody remembers back that long, we had a lot of inflation. So we have to really just account for it, think it through. And I think that is why we're seeing this pause or deep breath on the market right now is buyers are having to think through that. Uh, what I will say is think quickly, move quickly, because what happens when we wait during inflation is our stock portfolio, our cash balances in our bank accounts are worth less. That's just by definition inflation and the prices of homes are more. So that's yeah. a pretty simple equation to say, think about it, but don't think too long. You wanna act quickly. Yeah, and I just want to ask, I'm going to raise my hand, John. Um, I know you have a question coming up next. Um, so um, when I look at the, the wealth situation, all right, I look at the last two years, the wealth creation and the wealth destruction, that wealth creation took a good, what, 19, 18, 20 months, 22, whatever it was to go, that wealth destruction, in the last three, four, five months, some stuff has gotten hit and hit really, really hard. Um, yeah. Are you experiencing with your buyers any change in sentiment due to the fact that their assets that they own may not be as large as it was three, four months ago? Yes, uh, absolutely. And generally these corrections last a few weeks to a few months. So they happen pretty quickly. We all take that uh, emotional hit and the financial hit of them pretty hard. But the thing to remember is they actually move pretty quickly and then we usually move back towards uh, wealth restoration. So I definitely have a few buyers right now who we were in the process and they said, I just need to pause a little bit and see that balance in my portfolio come back before I can take it out and put it into real estate. Now, whether that will be a long-term, the right decision, we'll have to see how far real estate moves during that time. Uh, but people that were, were relying on a significant portion of their portfolio to put down as a deposit, this has uh, changed the decisions for them. Well, let me let me follow up on that and because you, you you touched on something which reminded me of something, so I'm going to go to that, and that's one of the things that we've been looking at as we've been tracking is the difference between renovated versus unrenovated units and what that what that spread looks like, and it, it sort of hit a low. I mean, the record lows were back in the peak market 2015, 16, right? That was that that there was really not that much of a difference between a renovated unit or unrenovated in terms of median price, but you know, fast forward now, they're they're at a record spread. And that spread blew out, even though the market was quote unquote hot 2021 into early 2022, that spread was just as wide as it's ever been. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the, the idea of a renovation is now just a, 
is just a, is a black box. And the risk premium that, that buyers are demanding has skyrocketed, which turns into sort of higher listing discounts. So I just wonder if you, if you had a comment on just the renovation versus unrenovated sector in general. Yeah, that spread widening right now doesn't surprise me at all. It's actually, I'm happy to hear that it's kind of underpinning what I've been selling to a lot of my clients if they're looking for value and they have the stomach for a renovation. I'm in the middle of a big one right now. So I can tell you they can be done. Um, you have to be flexible. You might need to change a tile here or there and switch things out. Maybe some appliance changes. Um, so you do need to be flexible to get through one. I also tell my clients at some point they will curse my name for letting them go through a renovation in New York <laughs> City, but at the end they will forget the pain most likely and they'll have exactly what they want. So I think when you look back to that 1315, there was just no inventory. You had to, people were just trying to get something and they would deal with the renovation if they had to. We're not as crunched on the inventory right now. And I think the fear of that COVID renovation is actually worse than it is. If you were midway through when COVID hit, that was a nightmare, right? You couldn't even get yeah. the contractor into the apartment. Now we know there are supply chain issues. We know we need to be a little flexible. We might have a few delays that we don't expect, but you know that's doing a renovation in New York City. So that's one of my favorite value plays right now, if clients have the stomach for it, is to go find that apartment that needs a renovation. Yeah, and that's exactly what we were thinking as well, is value plays. And you know what? Um, stale properties that are not selling right now, that are 90 days on the market, and now... Now they're trying to reduce their price and figure out where the market is. And, yeah. and something that's not selling because of inflationary pressures and uh, that will ease down, down the road. I mean, it may take years, but I mean, with the Fed doing like a controlled demolition of inflation, um, I, we're, 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 we're in uncharted territory in this, in this uh, macro world situation right now. Um, but I do want to go back to the value. You mentioned something about value, um, estate sales, um, places that need a, a big renovation are not getting a good bid. What other places are not getting a good bid right now and might be, um, I guess, called the contrarian value play for buyers or investors that are looking um, for some value? So like where are my favorite neighborhoods for value? Sure, say anything. Sectors, okay. neighborhoods. All right. Um, right now, neighborhood-wise, and I've probably even said this before, but Hudson Square is a great neighborhood for value. Uh, we saw zoning changes there over the last couple of years, some new developments going in that are really nice quality. And not everybody will know the neighborhood name, but if you think about it, you're bordering the West Village, Soho and Tribeca, three of the most popular neighborhoods in the city. Um, and I really believe we'll start seeing that as kind of the Southwest Village, you know, in the years to come. So I love Hudson Square. Nomad is probably a little further along than Hudson Square, but if you look at those adjacent neighborhoods that maybe didn't always have the, the flair associated with their name, like Murray Hill, Kipps Bay, right around there, you know, you used to have to travel pretty far to get to something fun or a nicer neighborhood. Uh, now you're, you're right there with Nomad. Plenty of bars, plenty of restaurants, lots of fun stuff going on, so I really like that. And then now more pandemic-related would be Midtown East, you know, with the flight out of the offices and uh, people, workers being in the offices. We really saw a drag down on, on Midtown East. And now some of the forecasters are saying that, you know, we're around 40%, we might be back to 70% by the fall. We will see more of a return to the office. So I think we'll see Midtown East um, come up there as well. It's, and, and it's interesting. Ask, I'm gonna, yeah, sorry, can I ask, I'm going to raise my head. <laughs> sorry, sorry John. Um, ben, can I just ask you a question? Are you seeing more negotiability? I, thank you for going over the neighborhoods, but I want to go with the price tiers for a second. Are you seeing more negotiability for buyers in certain price tiers than others right now in the last in the last month or so? 
I would say, you know, it's the need versus want. So it could be something that's in that five to 10 million, but it's a big amount of space, you know, four or five bedrooms, good size loft. That's a need for somebody. So you're not gonna see a lot of negotiability there, but when you have that like $3 million one bedroom, four to 5 million two bedroom, that's often a bit more of an, uh, a want kind of apartment. So we mm -hmm. might see more negotiability there. So we're seeing strong movement across all price points, you know? So I wouldn't put it in a specific price point, but I would put it in kind of where the dollar per square foot, maybe the higher the dollar per square foot, we're seeing a little more negotiability there. Yeah. Uh, interesting though, you know, we've been on a tear since the last time we talked last May, we've been on a tear in the luxury market. We're averaging in the high 30s, 40 a week. We never would have believed that would have happened before. We were happy if we got 20. And last week was the first time we barely broke 20. So that'll be right. really a space to watch over the next few weeks. Would you agree that the Q luxury sector probably peaked in Q1? I hate, I don't want to predict that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. <laughs> okay, thank you. I had to ask, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I just, I, I'm just going to go back to your Hudson Square comment. I, I think it's great. I'd actually like to see what the values is, what the values are, asking prices, you know, before and after Jacques Torres left, because that was sort of, you know, why, why I was there in the first place. Um, <laughs> but if I could, if I could just kind of start to wrap this up, when we talk about the market in general, it's kind of going through the shift, right? There's, we've had, we've been going gangbusters for so long, and now it looks like buyers are kind of taking their foot off the gas. It's normally the ending of the busy season. We're sort of heading into the summer season. So I'm wondering if we have uh, you know, a couple of phenomenons on top of each other, but I'm just curious, you know, for the agents out there, what's your advice for, for how to navigate, navigate this market, not only on a professional level, but also you know, talking to your clients and sort of that on that everyday uh, personal level? Yeah, um, I would say with agents, don't wait to talk to your clients. If it's gonna be a difficult discussion, whether it's a price reduction or some other type of action that you need to take as a seller, you don't want to be having that discussion in mid-June or late June. You should be having that discussion right now while the buyers are still here before they leave for the summer. So it may not be fun. It might be an uncomfortable discussion, but you have to do it now. Any sellers, you know, I know it's your home that you're selling, but if it's been on the market, like you guys said, for you know a little longer than it should have been and your agent's doing everything they can to promote it, then a lot of times it is going to come down to price. There's only so much promotion and marketing we can do only so much talking we can do to get something sold um, if the price isn't right. Uh, and for buyers, I would say um, you could be a little patient right now. Like be in the market, know what's there, jump on what you want. But compared to a few months ago, you actually you could be a little patient right now. You just got to watch those interest rates. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And I love how you just come out there and say, listen, I, I, I agree. You know, and look, if you're a buyer and you have a timely need to buy, you're going to buy. If you're a buyer that wants to buy, but you find that great price and is a good value, you're going to buy. But if you're a buyer that's been looking and waiting for an opportunity or a discount window or so leverage, it might be upcoming. And like, this is the first signs I'm seeing that that might be upcoming. I would have all eyes on this market um, as we get into summer and into, into fall. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, Ben, you, you brought up one, and I just want to hammer this point home because it's it's so natural i think for a lot of new agents especially to not want to have that difficult discussion to not talk about the fact that you might be overpriced especially as the market is shifting and i think you hit the nail on the head which is if you have a difficult discussion coming up regarding regarding pricing or or lack of people in an open house whatever it might be it's it's best to have that as soon as possible just get that out of the way and and move to the market it's uh that's that's a gold nugget 
And for agents right now, it's not like it's been a flat market for the last 90 days and they're pointing at you for a mispricing something. I mean, a lot has changed. Equities yeah. markets have moved a lot. Right. Interest rates have moved a lot. More COVID surges, foreign unrest. Like th there are real true headwinds that have changed in the last 90 days, which might be a real reason for a price adjustment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. The the, the macro forces have changed. The, the, we are a future discounting mechanism. And when you look at the future, the world has changed. Um, ben Dixon, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule um, to work with us today of, of the Mackay Dixon team over at Element. Um, thank you so much. That is John Walkup. I am Noah Rosenblatt. We are both from Urban Digs. This has been Talking Manhattan, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.